just want to tell you a story. Real life facts that's been long overdue. I want to tell you about my life story and what God has done for me to get me here to this point. Because somebody out there right now, when you hear this, it's going to spark something in your soul. It ain't about the money. It ain't about the cars. It ain't about the success. It ain't about your job. It ain't about what you do. It ain't about your occupation. It's about that quiet, still voice inside of everybody on this planet. Inside of you, the ones I'm talking to, that always speaks out to you. I was born in LaGrange, early 80s. You know, um, grew up, went to church every day. Wednesdays, Sundays, we went to church. You know, moms was good, pops was good, had two sisters, grew up in the country, country folk. Good family. But when I moved to the city, we moved from Georgia to Indianapolis back. 89, that's when it all started for me. It was different. This whole time, I didn't know that God had his hand on me, that I'd be doing this. You see, I end up getting into trouble at a young age, start stealing, stealing cars at 11, 12, 13, 14. I was already stealing cars, knew how to crack them up, do all that stuff, hot wire them taking the chop shops. By the time I was 16, I had been locked up so many times as a juvenile, they didn't know what to do. So anyway, I ended up going to boys' prison, you know, boys' school. They had me down in the same place they had Mike Tyson. When I get out, I'm thinking I'm gonna change my life, I'm gonna change up, I get right back into the same stuff. When I mean by same stuff, drug dealing, you know, running the streets, getting into trouble. Being with, hanging with people I had no business hanging with from the way I was, my upbringing was, you know, came from a good family, decent black family that tried to strive for best. Um, so to make a long story short, from there I started to graduate. By the time I was 21, I was on the run for a 17 count drug indictment out of Cleveland. I stayed on the run for nine and a half, almost 10 years. But check this out how I got caught. The whole time while I was on the run, I went to college. I said, you know, prayed to God. I said, you know, show me a way where I can do something different with my life. Show me a way where I can find another route because I don't want to live this route. Everybody I know, they in jail, they in prison. And speaking of jail and prison, I used to hang out with two guys that's doing life sentences right now. You don't believe me, you think I'm capping, you can look this up. Facts. Brian Clark and Jamie Carson. That's Julia Carson's grandson. Um, Indianapolis. Both doing 80, 90 years. A lot of time. We used to hang out every day. We used to kick it. So, I was doing a janitorial job. I end up buying a hot phone from one of the guys I worked with. I didn't know he had stolen from the place that we was cleaning up, the newspaper place. And um, 
they traced the phone back to me, so they came and got me, and I had to do six months for a stolen phone. And check this out, this is how God works in mysterious ways. I'm doing my six months. I'm sitting in the day room downstairs watching the news, and then I see, boop, six o'clock news, breaking news. Brian Clark and Jamie Carson on the news for kidnapping people, burning them with irons, making them drink pee, all, I mean, all kind of crazy stuff that the normal average person would never ever do or have somebody do or even think about fathom doing, you see what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow, I was just hanging out with Brian like three days before I had got picked up by the police, you know what I'm saying? They had picked me up on that little punk, you know, the little punk phone saying, you know, we trace this phone back to you, you in possession of it, so we got to take you to jail. That saved my life. So to make a long story short, I'm on the run for the 17 count indictment now. I don't graduate. I'm on dope, doing drugs, driving state to state, high, out of my mind, don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying to make ends meet. And I'm, at the same time, I'm having babies here, babies there, babies here, babies there. I ain't taking care of none of my responsibilities. So he sat me down. So I get caught on the 17 count indictment because I decided to go to aviation college. So I go work on airplanes, graduate from that. And I'm like, okay, well, I can do something different with my life. Well, as I'm praying to God, he's like, well, you know you're going to have to take care of this. So I'm at the airport working at the airport in Ohio. I get pulled over by the police. He's like, you know, you got a warrant for 17 count indictment for, you know, drugs, this and another. So they took me, locked me up. I did 120 days on that. I go see the judge, the bailiff tell me you ain't work on no airplanes i used to be in the military i know all about airplanes so he started asking me questions about airplanes you know what's what's this on the back of the airplane you know how how does the wings work you know uh, you know i'm telling them horizontal stabilizer you know stabilize back in the aircraft you know um you know you got the endless and outlets that tells you the pitot tube tells you the speed of the aircraft so you know that's that's like a tube that sucks the air in and it tells you how fast you're going he was like, okay, well, you know a little bit of something about something. So anyway, I get released from that. Then, after that, I'm broke. I'm homeless for three years of my life after that. I ain't have nowhere to go. I ain't have nowhere to be. I'm still addicted to drugs. I'm eating out of trash cans. I'm doing stuff that you would never think that you would do. And I'm like, why am I living like this? What is this for? What? Why, what reason do I have to still be alive? So I said, I'm going to go to Atlanta and I'm going to try to make it work. <laughs> well, I'll get to Atlanta, get involved with an even deeper drug crowd. I'm all up on Cleveland Avenue. Um, I'm all through Mechanicsville. I'm all through East Point, Decatur. Or, uh, I'm all up through there, you know, over by Lenox Mall. I'm just doing all the shit that you ain't supposed to be doing no reason but I felt like I had to find something to hang my hat on in order to change I wanted to change inside of myself I didn't want to be that same person I used to be I seen a lot of my friends fall by the wayside so what I decided to do I decided to kick the drugs man I decided to stop getting high I remember times I'd be so high I'm just sitting inside of my apartment and I'm just so high to where there's no reason for being that high. I'm like, what What are you really trying to hide? 
what are you really trying to suppress? It's that quiet still voice inside of me that told me, look, you're better than this. You don't want to break the curse of your family. You're better than this. So I'm talking to those of you right now. You never quite fit in no matter where you go. You even have people in the hood that you're friends with, but they don't quite understand you. Your own family don't even quite understand you. Nobody seems to get you. It took me all these years, 17 years later, to be able to speak this message to you. It had been on my heart. So anyway, the 17 count indictment I was facing, 82 years, I gave 62 back to the state. I got free on that. After I got free, I, I, I tried to continue to change my life. But at the same time, I was still getting high. I went to eight and a half rehabs. When I say eight and a half, because on that eighth, <laughs> on that ninth one, I left out and checked out early and went and got high again. I seen a lot of people die from drug addiction. I see a lot of people die in the streets, gangs, all that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something different. So what I chose to do, I just chose to follow God, listen to that quiet, still voice inside of me. And what I realized is that all the tools that I have is inside of me. All the tools that you have is inside of you. Fast forward to today. I've been clean 17 years. 17 years. Coming up on 18 years, I've been clean. Not only did God bless me to be able to be a voice, I'm studying to be a lawyer. To be a voice for those black fathers that don't know nothing about the law and their child support and they end up in prison. And then half the 50% of the people that go to prison for child support end up killing themselves in prison. These are the real numbers. I'm talking to that young black man that you know that you want to do something different, but the stereotypes is all over you. Don't believe the hype. What you feel inside of you is real. I'm talking to that black mother that has that young son that you try to raise to do the best that you can to be the best woman that you know how to be. But you trying to be a woman and you trying to be the daddy and you trying to be the father and you trying to listen to the father. It's a lot. But I, I'm telling you, keep going. What you doing is sowing the seed. All you got to do is drop it. Drop that seed in the ground. It will plant and it will grow because all the dirt that they throw on that seed through life, they don't even know that every seed needs dirt thrown on it. That's the soil that makes it grow. They don't know what they do. So he brought me from all that. Successful businessman now. Seven businesses and one up and starting with the ministry. Um, and got me into real estate. Five or six houses right now. I don't care about none of that. It's material. Everything that he's giving me, it's time for me to get back. And I'm just telling people out there, anybody listening to this, it ain't about what you got. You already have everything that you need inside. So I just wanted to share that message because it's been on my heart. Every night I work seven days a night. Seven days a week I've been working for six years now straight. Making sure I pay my child support, make sure I take care of my children, all that. It turns you into a different person when you really go inside. Because let me ask you this. As far as your eyes can see, what do you see with what your eyes can see? 
Everything was created from somebody's imagination. What do you imagine? What did God store inside of you that make you want to bring to reality? Because what you have inside of you to bring into this reality, we've been waiting and we patiently waiting and it's time for you to bring it. I just had to share this message with anybody that's willing to listen and willing to hear because all I can do is drop the seed. So, this is going to be like a five-part series is what I'm going to be doing. It's definitely going to be a five-part series, okay? So, the first, the first part is going to be what I just gave you, a testimony of my life story. The second part is going to be release yourself from opinions of others. Because see, one thing that I had to overcome was people would tell me, oh, you a drug dealer. You trying to act like you changed. That's their stipulations that they put on me. Oh, just because you in jail, now you trying to read the Bible. That's another stipulation that they put on me. Oh, you don't ever take care of your kids because you ain't got no job. You can't get no job because you got all them felonies, 17 felonies at one point in time. I got them all expunged. God helped me with that. The third part, the enemy will keep you living in bondage of what you didn't hear from your father and your mother. The fourth, in order to be a curse breaker, you must first let God break you. In the fifth one, no one knows what you can be because it doesn't appear yet. So this is the first episode of the podcast. There can be no harvest until you sow the seed. And once again, there can be no harvest until you sow the seed. So I'd like to thank you for tuning in for the first episode of Many More to Come. You know, I was kind of nervous about giving this message because I always felt like, oh, nobody want to hear this. You know, former drug addict, drug dealer, all in the streets, running the streets, disrespectful, growing up, running from the law, 17 count indictments, giving back life sentences to learning law, to being in law, to learning how to become a lawyer, to being in college, and still working on my bachelor's degree. It's, it's, it's been a journey. But I tell you what, I'm still humble and I'm hungry. Money don't matter. I care about, I care about more about people than I do about money. People matter more than anything. Because what can you do? At the end of the day, we all got souls. And that thing that you feel inside of your soul, hopefully this message right here can help you realize that it's possible. Because it's not me, it's God. Because there's no way that I should be here. And not only to mention, 